Welcome into another edition of the IDS Football Podcast alongside Caleb Kaufman and Will Coleman. I'm Jack Grossman. Thanks for joining us. Uh, first time in two weeks as we had a recording malfunction last week. Not my fault. I'm not blaming you. I'm not blaming you. Um, Yeah, yeah. I, I'm kind of happy that didn't get published anyways. It wasn't great. It turned out into me mainly berating Caleb over something that he ended up not doing anyways. <laughs> Fun fact, Nats so, tickets are really expensive. Yes, and my friends are kind um, of bitches but not going. I don't think I can say that, so bleep that out, Jack. Yeah, I, I've... <laughs> I've said this off air, but I want to say it on air. Also, I'm sorry for the way I berated you last week, and I'm sorry that you are not going to D.C., but I am happy you're going with us to Nebraska. You were also in Maryland for the uh, bleep show that was IU in Maryland 34-28, which means... Another upset of food reviews. Yes. The most important thing we do on this podcast. This is what people listen for. Yes. Yeah. Actually, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i come out with a grade first. I'll give them a B-. minus. For the food, it was actually all right. It was your typical press box. Gave you a box. It had a turkey. Si- I uh, grabbed it went the turkey box. I went with the box. But it was a decent yeah. box. It had a lot of stuff in the box. Was it the same Michigan State setup or no? Was it no, or, no, 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 no. It was uh, the Ball State. That was game Ball State at Lucas Oil that had the box. You meant literal box. Literally, it was like a yeah. box lunch. I meant like concession, like no, box no, no, stand. No, no, Michigan State they actually right. didn't give me a voucher and make me pay for food. <laughs> Michigan State. That's one. That's a joke, but uh, no turkey sandwich, which was pretty good. Uh, pasta salad, and I am a sucker for pasta salad, <laughs> so I was very pleased. I don't with think that. I've ever had a pasta. Well, I take that back. I have had pasta salad. Uh, two cookies. What types of cookies? Uh, luckily for me, they I had white chip macadamia nut. I could not eat that. <laughs> Soft. <laughs> um, I would die. <laughs> even softer. Uh, even softer. I'm trying to remember what else was in the box. Uh, oh, uh, chips, just regular old chips, and they're a Pepsi school, which just kind of knocks them down a little bit. So that <laughs> might actually end up making them a C plus. They're on the they're teetering on the edge right now. Are you going, they're, they're at a seventy nine point nine five. Do you bump them up to the B minus? No, I'm not because of this. Their press box is really weirdly situated. Hmm. So it, the there's like a box that covers the whole. Side one side of the field, but only half of it is a press box. So like press box ends at the fifty, and the rest is like suites for people. And so my that. seat was like I was in line with the back pylon of the end zone, <laughs> and also I could barely move. They're so tightly packed that like I had one person next to me, I had Tom Brew on the other side of me. That was an experience, a great experience actually, because he grabbed my book because that I left there rookie mistake as Tom Brew says, and. uh it was an experience and a uh, good time to go home, grab some food for my parents, but that's what, about it. What, were the, uh, <laughs> what was the food that you got from the parents? Uh, Friday night, we went out to the a local restaurant near us, grabbed some artichoke and spinach dip that's and a uh, burger. And then Saturday night, uh, we took in some Chinese because that game got over late and I took a while to write my article. Sorry, Declan. And Oh, trust me. He, he was... Oh, he, he was, was fine. <laughs> oh, really? Because he was texting me like every five minutes, where are you at? Uh, and then Sunday, my parents made pasta carbonara before I got on the flight. Ooh, so That sounds good. It was a solid weekend. Yes. Um, before we move on, how confident are you in the Nats? 2.75 out of 5. All right. I like it. I like it. I like it. So while we're on the subject of food, though, Caleb, I do have to bring this up. So uh, we're going to Nebraska. 
next week. Yes, and so, as you learned before this podcast, yes. I don't know where Nebraska is in the U.S. It is, as uh, as our assistant sports editor, Declan, would describe it, instead of saying it is west of here, he would say it is left. Oh, it is right. way left. I'll remember um, that when I get in yes. the car. So when, you drive, so when we drive through, there's two different ways we could go. It takes literally the same amount of time. Um, either you go through Iowa or you go through Missouri. I'm not I would, a big fan of Toka country, so I'm guessing we're going through Missouri. Yes, because right. when you go through Missouri, you go through both St. Louis and Kansas City. So, so we're just having I a have, crap ton of barbecue. Yes. So yesterday, this is where I give the shameless plug to the Double Foul podcast. Mm-hmm. We had a guy on from Kansas City to talk Kansas and the Big 12. So I asked him um, at the end of the interview, where should we go get barbecue? So I have been given like eight different barbecue places. Oh. <laughs> For us to try. I can't wait for Cam, Cam Drummond, who we are also going with, to just trash all these places since he's from Texas. And he's going to be like, oh, it's not Texas barbecue. It's not the same. <laughs> and for the people that I don't. I didn't think about that. That's going to be the best part of this. And for people that don't know <laughs> that Cam. That is now the thing I am looking the most forward to. <laughs> and for people that don't know Cam, that's exactly how he sounds. <laughs> I am super psyched about this. So I've been told Joe's barbecue. But that's closed on Sunday, so we go to that one. That we'd have to do it on Friday on the way up. I've been told that's the absolute best place. Okay, it's in a it's in a converted gas station. Those are always the best. Yes, ethanol <laughs> taste. Yes, also been told a Q three nine and Jack Stack. I feel like okay. I've heard of Q three nine. I haven't heard of Jack Stack. So, I would love to stop and get some barbecue on the way there. I'm you can always make a down on the way in and on the way back. Yes, can't be worse than Skyline. Hmm. <laughs> Caleb didn't like Skyline when we stopped on the way to Michigan State. We gave him every opportunity to not eat there. I wasn't going to be the buzzkill. Will was really looking forward to it. Are you going to like being able to play the role of uh, Cam's going to be the buzzkill on this one? <laughs> yeah. Well, also, I'm I'm probably driving the most since it's my car going up. Just got checked out. Got a new oil change and tires rotated. So you're welcome, everyone. Yes. But, uh, Yeah. I have ultimate say unless we're trying to crash, so. That's good. <laughs> like that. <laughs> so that's going to be a fun trip. Uh, Caleb and I are going to Nebraska. Well, you can still uh, help us split the Airbnb if you want to. <laughs> but <laughs> but we do have a lot of actual stuff to talk about. That IU-Maryland um, game, it was, uh, it was something. It was 34-28 Indiana. Got the win it needed. The way you guys but, talk about it, I feel like it looked a lot worse on TV than it did in person. It looked really bad on TV. <laughs> See, it did not look horrible in person, to be honest. Why do you say that? Outside of two, three big plays that Indiana defense gave up, they were decently solid. And for as much as I know, Jack, you hate Peyton Ramsey when he gets in the game. Well, I mean, Ramsey did. He did his job, and he did it pr- pretty well for him. You might think the, the biggest drive of the game for me was the drive that Ramsey led near the end of halftime to get the touchdown. That was really impressive, Mm -hmm. and he did a couple nice things. But when you look at it in the second half, Indiana only had one successful drive, and that that was all Stevie Scott. They did a good job killing clocks, though. That's all they had to do in the the second half. But you were looking for them against Maryland's defense, which is 127th defensively in S&P+. I'm looking for more than one successful drive in an entire 30-minute half. Is, is is that to me that is that a fair thing to ask for? 
Yeah. They got the... Yeah, they got 10 points in the second half. <laughs> and three of them came off of... Neither of you two saw any of that, and that no, makes it so much No, I was looking so at my computer. Um, the other three points of that came off of a fumble recovery where all Indiana needed to do was score a touchdown from, what, 12 yards out mm-hmm. yeah, to put they, the game away? They did have four plays for negative one yard on that drive. Yeah, those types of drives where score a touchdown, Reese Taylor doesn't need to come up with an interception near the goal line to save the game. Game If you just score a touchdown, go up multiple scores and effectively end it. Indiana had so many opportunities offensively to end the game, not make it go down the wire like it did. They just couldn't do it. And to me, if Michael Panix is out for any long period of time, yes, Nebraska's defense is basically the same statistically as Maryland's defense. That's how the defenses do get better for what Indiana faces. How are we supposed to expect them to score enough points to win games without Penix? Uh, I'm I'm looking through the drive uh, count right now. I'm just looking over some things. They had a good drive, just couldn't finish it when they got down to... They just got stuffed. 12 plays, 77 There's yards. There's a difference between a good drive and a successful drive, though. A uh, good drive is... I'm going, seven, going 12 plays, 77 yards. Even though you don't get the touchdown, I count that as a good drive. You killed almost five minutes of the clock there and at, near the end of the second quarter. Big, no, that's beginning of the second quarter. Um, that's once Ramsey came in. Then the next one is the touchdown drive near the end. And then, the as you said, the Stevie Scott just... Run the ball like crazy. Five plays, sixty-two yards, two seventeen. They, they, but then you look at some of the other drives. At the very end of the game, they started to get yeah. kind of bad. You had a minute Pre- thirty-two. The twelve for seventy-seven minute. was actually Penix's last drive in the game. I'm pretty sure. No, Penix. No, that uh, Penix's last drive of the game was the interception, which was the drive before no, that. No, he's he was in after the interception. No, he got pulled after the interception. Mm, I guarantee you. Didn't he get hit on the interception? No, he, he got, got hit, hit on the last play of the, the first, first quarter, quarter. But then he came back He came in. out after the, that drive and threw the interception on two plays and didn't come back in. I guarantee you it's in my notes. All right, I'll give it to you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but then they also had one drive, which 10 plays, 57 yards, somehow killed over seven minutes in the fourth quarter. That's huge when yeah. you're trying to hold on to a lead. Even though you didn't get points, to kill seven minutes... It's almost a half a quarter jack on one yes. drive. So and how I, many how many points did they get out of that drive? Kid? That's what I'm saying. They didn't get points on. I'm it, saying I'm saying I count that as a one, mostly a winning uh, drive. A one drive. successful drive, two good drives in 30 minutes of football. I'm giving them the benefit that they held on the, enough against the 126th best defense in S and P plus. I mean, I really don't think— Like, if this was Michigan State's defense or Michigan's defense or Ohio State's defense, that's one thing. But Maryland's defense is bad. I really they don't are think really enough bad. people are talking about how in the game Maryland was at the end, like, with such little time left, for it to be Maryland to almost beat IU like that in that fashion. Well, that would be the definition of IU football. But, but it didn't happen. But it can Yeah, close, because, because, because the defense was so good. That's right. In the second half, it the script Maryland really flipped. Had, where's the second half start? There it is. I mean, Maryland only had uh, 43 yards. Was it in the in the fourth quarter? 48 yards in the fourth quarter after having 383 for the entire game. They were 
They had the, long drives. Yeah, the defense eight plays, was 75, really good. Four plays, 60. That's when one big plays happened. 681. It Defense did outstanding. They Longest drive for Maryland that game was 327. Yeah, in the second half, the Maryland drives, they – it went – let me make sure I start this at the right place. That game place. also went, slowed down yeah, a lot went, at, in the second half. Maryland drives in the second half. Three for five yards punt. Five for 15 yards punt. Three for no yards punt. Six for 81 yards touchdown. Six for 16 yards punt. One for negative three yards fumble. Ten for 33 yards interception. Yep. And I get it, you're playing against a backup quarterback, but it's a guy that had a really good first half and showed last year he can throw the ball against IU. Had a good game statistically against the Hoosiers a year ago. And Pigrome, who has a lot of playing experience, and Javon Leak is a is an above-average running back. And they shut that offense down for an entire half. That was... For me, the story of the game became more about how good the defense was rather than how much I thought the offense struggled in the second half because we've said this many times in this game, the way Indiana has to win games is by winning in shootouts. This was the first time where the defense, not the offense, the defense won them a football game. That's something that we didn't think was possible even a week ago. I still wouldn't call a 34-28 when it grinded out win, though. That, that, that no, starts to teeter on when it. your offense starts to bail out on you in the second half like it yeah. did Saturday and the defense steps up in that way, then... Why? Why don't? Why? Why? Why wouldn't you consider that a grind it out win? Well, the I was talking about like yes, they had a grind to get that win. It's a close game for the most of the way, but in terms of that's teetering on one more score from each team, even a field goal on each team starts to put that closest to a shootout type game. Well, the first half it was a shootout. It was twenty four twenty one at halftime, but yeah. when you see it combined, Justin Bass. Classic right, rookie mistake please, right uh, there. No, 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 no. Call him back. See what he has to say. I don't want to. Yes, I want to. Please. I, I really don't. I really would. <laughs> if you don't want to, it's he, fine. He, he can wait. I'll see him in 10 minutes. He doesn't understand that. <laughs> Justin Bass waiting? <laughs> That's a new one. But anyways, where was I? Um, 24-21 at half. There were a total of 17 points in the second half. That's not a shootout. I think they were close to fifty in the first half. I wasn't calling it a shootout. I'm just saying I wouldn't. It's not. Nope. I wouldn't call that a typical grinded out game either, though. Even though that's how it, the optics looked at the end. It it's just it it's really the first half and the second half are just two completely different. So games. different. So different. That's why it was the second half. It was a grind out half. I agree with you. First half complete shootout, but it's just wild how much it changed. And the question becomes, can Indiana take that success defensively and continue with that the next few weeks? I think that its schedule certainly, you know, helps its case for that to happen. Especially if Adrian Martinez doesn't play. That too. Um, he and it's, he it's, traveled it's, to Minnesota, though, which is looking good for Maryland. For Maryland? Not Maryland. I'm sorry, Nebraska. I think these next two weeks are fairly big tests for the defense. I mean, we've got obviously playing at Nebraska's challenge, and then Northwestern at home under the lights. I mean, fun fact: Bleacher Report ranked Memorial Stadium, Nebraska, number two atmosphere in the country. 
Wait, Memorial Stadium at... Oh, Nebraska. Okay, Nebraska. that makes more sense. Ne- ne- that, yeah, Nebraska Stadium. <laughs> I was a little, in, in, little confused Memorial there Stadium in Nebraska. <laughs> Jack and I both looked at each other with just such blank faces. <laughs> so I got to listen. Yeah. You spoke too fast. Yep. <laughs> Whatever. But, but um, the other big thing, uh, the one thing that was effective in that second half for IU was Stevie Scott. Whether it be on the touchdown drive or talk about the ten play fifty seven yard drive, most of that, a lot of that came from Stevie Scott. Also, he finally had a game over hundred yards. He really established himself that time after only having twelve yards rushing in the first half. What was different about Stevie Scott on Saturday? I'm not sure anything was really different about him. They or was it just Maryland's defense? I think it was a lot of Maryland's defense. Also, what IU did and. I honestly might chalk this up a tiny, tiny bit with Peyton Ramsey being in just how he plays, and he was he's more willing than Penix to run the ball, and we've seen that when he's in compared to Penix. Like, I was shocked and wrote about it, how often Penix ran the ball, and um, Coach DeBoer kind of talked about it a little bit on Monday. But when Ramsey's willing to run the ball out of that read option, it opens it up a little bit more for Stevie. Teams aren't just diving towards the middle, and... It's going to be even more of a thing when when or if Penix comes back for IU this season. Since you don't want him running too much exactly. the way he's been. He's not a big guy, and he got crunched in the play that ultimately got him injured, even though he came back after that to play a tiny bit more. A lot of weight fell on the Penix. Yeah. Jeez, Jack. <laughs> yes, it did. And I, my, I, I, couldn't. My, I couldn't. My article <laughs> title originally was Indiana lost its Penix, but uh, that got vetoed. <laughs> Oh, management issues, huh? Caleb will take that chance any time he gets, you know? Absolutely. I'll take the suspension. Not what I meant. (laughs) You you and Matt Cohen. (laughs) Me and Matt Cohen. Get suspended for the Gannon game. (laughs) Bad boys of ideas. Just just leave leave it all for Phil to cover. (laughs) Kind of the plan. Yes. (laughs) But anyway, I think it opened up a little bit for Stevie, and then this was the first game I really committed to running the ball, in my opinion. Both Allen and DeBoer have said multiple times this season, we want to run the ball, we want to run the ball, and then comes game day and they're just throwing a swing past the Watt filler and that's their run game. This time they committed to actually turning around, giving to Stevie and letting him get downhill. So you think that continues next week regardless who the quarterback is? Just you know, looking at Nebraska, their opportunity rate as a defense, which is basically you know how successful a defense is at stopping the run on a standard down. So... The way Football Outsiders describes that is holding them to four yards or, or less rushing. Nebraska's opportunity rate is uh, 84th in the country. That's pretty bad. They're um. There I got it. I got it here. Uh, their power success rate, which is fourth and two, third and two or less, the amount of times on a run play they get a stop. They are 122nd in college football. This, to me, sets up as a game to where no matter who the quarterback is for IU, if they can run the ball with Stevie Scott, control the clock, keep the defense from getting winded, they should be able to win the game. I think it kind of depends on who's that quarterback. Cause you, you, I think it does, too. But we, we see I'm two saying, completely different offenses with them. I'm saying it's going to be a major key no matter who the quarterback is. Do I think they can win the game with Ramsey at Nebraska? Probably not, but... but the game plan is going to be similar of establish the run. Oh, that that wasn't even what I was 
referring to if it was Ramsey versus. Do you think Penix. they'll just throw the ball more if Penix is in? I think it's just we saw when Penix is in the games this season, it's the Watt filler show. Him and Watt love throwing that short route and letting Watt run. It's what works best with Penix. I was surprised we didn't see that. Literally, I mean, I mean, it's, hold on, let, let let me finish. Even in the first quarter, before Penix got hurt, Wap had two receptions before Wap for it, six yards. For six yards, yeah, yeah. They went th- they went to that play once, and it was late in the first quarter. I was very surprised because we've seen the past couple of games, really starting with that Michigan State game, they just try to establish that play early, and they just didn't really try to establish failure in any way it it felt like it was really odd I mean I get it he's getting more attention defensively now but Maryland also has a decently fast defense compared to some of the other teams I used played this season but uh, was there just any surprise to you at all that they didn't try to establish that more even when Penix was in the game I was a little surprised but I kind of always took that play as that is their run game if Stevie Scott is not getting the yards you expect him to that's their fallback, and it's been a pretty safe fallback all season because either you have to space them out, and that's the only way you're going to catch WAP if you have three or four defenders on the outside waiting for them, or run out the middle. Or if they're spaced out that way, you give it to Stevie, and he's going to be able to run through two guys every time. So that, and then just how Ramsey plays, even though he loves that dink and dunk offense, that's not who he likes to throw. He doesn't like those short swings. He's more comfortable over the middle to a Hender shot or to a. a a Westbrook that we've seen uh, at Maryland. I wouldn't say that. I mean, I'm looking more of like big picture Peyton Ramsey as in all three years he's been at IU rather than just like what he did last game. He's but, a guy that's thrown a lot of those bubble screens, a lot yes, of those but if you look at the, when, short hitches. This season with D- Kalen DeBoer, the playbook has been night and day with those two in. Yeah. Not just the deep pass, but how much the middle of the field is used with Peyton Ramsey. Yeah, that's true. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Who is more important on Saturday of playing, Penix or Adrian Martinez? I'd say Penix. I mean, I, that might be a little biased just because I don't know. All Are both that at much. full full health before I answer this question? They're both questionable. No, no. I mean, in your scenario, like when they come in, are they playing as if they're let's, healthy? Let's assume yes, they they are okay. healthy. Mm. Then you can. Did you need to continue? Well, I'm sorry to jump in. Mm, no, I mean. I just think it's Penix just because of kind of how predictable the offense can be without him, I guess. And obviously some more weight will be on the shoulders of Stevie Scott if he doesn't play. So we all, we've all seen how defenses can take advantage of bundling him up in front of the line of scrimmage. I'm actually going to go the other way. I think if Martinez plays, plays it's a bigger deal because Ramsey has shown – and I know what Jack's going to say coming out of this. That you, Yeah, that he can win games, and you're going to say he only wins against bad teams, blah, That's blah, true. blah. Nebraska is a bad team, though. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite as bad as the ones I usually you usually associate oh, with his wins. Yeah. But he is capable of running this offense and playing at a high enough level to get a win some places where without Adrian Martinez, this Nebraska offense just looks bad. Yeah, that's the exact take I had. Like Adrian uh, Martinez yeah, is, yeah, Adrian is their Martinez offense. is more important than Michael Penix is. Yeah, yeah. To so where, where I mean, Noah Verdell, the the backup, he's only thrown thirty three passes on the season with a fifty seven percent completion rate. That's not great, and he doesn't have the same type of running ability that Martinez does when healthy. 
if Adrian Martinez does play and does play effectively, that's a major problem for the IU defense just because we've seen them struggle with the um, uh, mobile quarterbacks before, and Martinez is one of the best mobile quarterbacks in the conference and in the country when he's healthy. That's a major issue if he plays. Penix, yes, I know. He's I use offense is way better with Michael Penix in it, but at least with Ramsey, you have a guy to where it's not flashy, it's not great, sometimes it's not even good, but you know that you'll get something. He'll rarely lose yes, you a game. Yes, exactly. Yeah, he, he usually won't win your, you a game, but he, he'll rarely he's like, lose He's it. like Teddy Bridgewater in, in the NFL. Well, well okay. he's not, Teddy Bridgewater's kind of legit sometimes. Look, no one loves Teddy Bridgewater more than me, but... But if you look at Teddy Bridgewater, he's not going to win you many games, but he's also not going to lose you many games. Where Indiana football is as a program right now, they need a quarterback that can win them games. But at least with Peyton Ramsey, you can say, okay, he's going to complete a few passes. He's not going to win you the game, but he's also not going to throw four picks and be Sam Darnold. Yeah, had I looked at Nebraska's backup situation, I maybe would have reconsidered my answer. No take backs, Will. Yeah, no. no. Sorry. (laughs) My word is final. (laughs) So I'll ask you guys. Yeah, his uh, score predictions. Start with Caleb. I Caleb. Always, I always get started with. All right, so I guess it will be me then. The one that I'm very torn on this. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm looking I'm very, at the. All right, first of all, do we think Penix plays? Because I have no bleeping idea. No, that in, in person and then watching that reap like literally every IU reporter as soon as that hit happened, he came up. Everyone goes whoop, and if, for people listening, because there's not a TV. It's all me turning to the left and everyone looking up <laughs> towards the TV, but um, it looked it looked just like his last injury to me. His he came up, he shook his arm once, and it kind of stayed at his side, and he walked to the sideline. And then you kind of could tell when he was throwing; it didn't look natural all the time. It looked like his shoulder wasn't right. So I don't think he's gonna play. I think it's gonna be Payne Ramsey's show, which is unfortunate for IU. And that was a long precursor while I try to calculate numbers. <laughs> I'm gonna give it. God, the number in my head is the same score as Maryland. That just doesn't happen statistically in the world. So I'm going to go 28-21. I think it's a touchdown game. Who but wins? Who wins, yeah. Ah, yeah. All right. I'm going to say Ramsey plays for Penix, just based on the way really the entire program has kind of, you know. Um, Gosh. Based on the way the program has just reacted anytime there's some uncertainty with Penix, I just don't think he's going to get the go this weekend. I think it'll be Ramsey. I do think the Hoosiers will have to come from behind to get the win. Oh, and God. <laughs> I have them winning 31-27. But Penix is not the one coming from behind, Jack, yeah. just to make it clear. <laughs> Had to do it. Had to put it in there. Everyone in this booth is dying. I'm not dying. Will is well, dying. Will, Will's not dying. He's already I'm, dead. I'm dying. <laughs> I'm numb to this. Uh, I mean, I Man, that really would be a yeah. great headline. I can see it right now. Front page Penix of the t- comes from <laughs> Tuesday. Ids Penix comes back from comes back from behind. No, that doesn't work. No. Comes from behind. Penix, yeah. The Penix rises from the dead. No, I don't like no, that one as no, much. No. Right. no, boo. Yeah, fire. Um, I guess Ramsey plays. I mean, or does Jack Tuttle play? We haven't even discussed that possibility. That's because that's not going to happen unless Re- Ramsey gets hurt. Or Reese Taylor comes in as an emergency oh, quarterback. Man, that. How happy Re- were you when when it was Reese Taylor that got the pick? Very happy, and it's also been a 
great thing that it's given me so much uh, media availability with him lately, even though now I think i got to write this article quickly. Yes, yes. I think everyone else is writing the same story. Everyone is writing the same story. Luckily for me, I already have the interview done. I just need to contact a few more people. That's good. But it it was very exciting. As soon as that happened, I was like, yes. And Tom Brew goes, why? And I go, don't worry about it. (laughs) But Jack, Um, who starts at quarterback? Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting because when Penix was hurt the first time and he was questionable in a game-time decision, in the depth chart, it always had Penix or Ramsey. On the depth chart that was released on Monday, it was just Penix as the starter. Has it been Penix or Ramsey when he was injured or since like what? week one? I, I, yes. Okay. I, I looked at the Michigan State game, the Ohio State game, and the UConn game, and it was Penix or Ramsey. Honestly, I've given up all hope on those things ever since UConn just didn't submit a depth chart. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That being said, I, I just have a gut feeling that it's going to be Ramsey, and I just I don't, I don't know if they can score enough. To win, I got a, and I do think Martinez plays, and he's going to be an issue. I'm similar to Will score, but I'm flipping it. I got Nebraska winning, thirty-two twenty-eight. Hoping I'm wrong. All thirty-two. Right. A, Don't judge number. Caleb. Weird numbers exist. Yes, and they happen all the time in sports. Yes, ever I'm, heard of scoregami? I'm now trying to calculate how it would get to thirty-two. Yeah, that is a um, weird score. Scoregami. Let's see. Uh, you might need a safety somewhere. No, hold on. I, I'm going to do this real quick, even though we're already over time. I got it. Six field goals, Shut two up. touchdowns. <laughs> this is I just like Will's score. Three touchdowns and three field goals. Okay. To be fair, that's not crazy. Logan Justice is a god. Jack, three touchdowns. Shameless three plug on both Logan Justice points. stories I've written this season. Uh, yeah, that's three. I'm going to go 30 to 28. Well, you can't change scores. No change. You're at 32. We're locking all right, in at 32, 32. 28. That's all we got for this week. For Caleb Kaufman, Will Cole, and I'm Jack Grossman. Thanks for joining us on the IDS Football Podcast. We'll catch you next time.